Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. Hey, 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 welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, I love that uh, Cajun music. Yeah. Going on the bayou. Yeah, little CCR. Man, I remember when I had, uh, if you're, again, if you're a baby boomer and you were around in the 60s and 70s and early 80s even, and you remember the 8-track the tapes? <laughs> Oh, yeah. You wanted to ride around with uh, with the person that uh, had the coolest car, but also had, you know, the big speakers, the AM, FM, and, uh, of course, the 8-track player. And then it was the uh, cassette uh, player. Oh, yeah. Then well, some people I remember in college had the big old reel-to-reels. Oh, sweet. Not me. I didn't come from a poor family, but I didn't come from a rich one either. Well, I'm middle class dude. So uh, I was happy to have like a, you know, AM, FM combo with a tape player in it. You know, 1999 at the local drugstore or Laverdiers or Walcoles, whatever, Kmart. And I was lucky because lots of my roommates, uh, about every year, we were jocks, so we all hung out together, we ate together, we roomed all together, basketball, soccer players. And uh, so I was lucky my roommates uh, had uh, nice stereos at UMFK, that's UMaine Fort Kent. This is the Toxic Wise Ass Show, I'm your host Mark Chaplin here on Renegade Talk Radio. I've been watching a lot of YouTube again because I uh, just kind of like it. I watch some of the shows that I used to grow up with, you know, Combat, Rat Patrol, The Monkees, Batman, Superman, the original Superman, Get Smart, Three Stooges, all you know, all your favorites. They're mostly on there. Um, shows that made you happy, made you laugh, made you think. You know, I was watching a show about combat, uh, the biography, and I was talking about how, you know, they didn't make much money. They, the show lasted for five years. The last year, I think it was 67, 68, one year in color. And, uh, you know, they were all thinking, you know, after the show, i got to go get a, a job, like work at the paint store or do something. Because acting jobs weren't always guaranteed, and you didn't make much residuals back then. Nowadays, you get a a good sitcom that's even half-ass and you get residuals for the rest of your life. You can make a million dollars a year. The, the people from Friends and the show's been over for, I don't know, what? 18 years? 17 years? They're still each making like millions every year just off the residuals. There's certain shows that are just on all the time and Friends is one of them. Um, Friends and uh, King of Queens. Uh, everybody loves Raymond. I mean... You turn the ch if you get 150 channels, you turn it, you probably see it three or four times in one setting. So it's uh, pretty good uh, if you can get a good gig like that. But back in the, especially I think before 67, 68, you didn't get any residuals for TV or movie or commercials. You made it, you got paid, that's it. 
no matter how big it got or how big it got distributed or how many tickets it sold or how many people watched it, you just got the one check. And uh, if you worked on another show, you got any more shows or you got a movie deal, and I was, uh, you were very, very lucky and fortunate. Also, like I said, I'm watching that uh, show, The Terror, about the two ships stuck in 1845 in the great, uh, stuck in the Arctic, British ships. And uh, it appears there's a, I, I haven't sh exactly shown it yet, but it appears it's a polar bear. Because I don't think it's like uh, Bigfoot or anything, or wolves. It appears to be like a polar bear's after him. Which is kind of surprising, because there's like a couple hundred soldiers, Navy guys. And they all have, I mean, it is 1845, but the weapons are decent. You know, they would have what, uh, British would have what, Enfield rifles, Enfields? Muskets, probably 45, 50 caliber, and looks like they have uh, plenty of arms and ammunition and cannons, so I'm not quite figuring out why they can't kill this uh, monster. Um, I've researched this uh, uh, situation, and of course all shows, they, uh, you know, they exaggerate and add to the uh, script, you know, to make it worthwhile, because if it was just about a polar bear that killed a few of them, and they killed a polar bear, you wouldn't have a 15-part episode. So I'm not sure how true the show is to the actual happenings of that uh, situation in 1845 up in the Northwest Passage. Um, a lot of them are getting, uh, you know, they're getting cabin fever because they're stuck. They're getting scurvy. Their uh, skin's turning yellow and uh, poor, poor health because they're not getting proper... Uh, you know, proper food and proper medicine. I mean, they're stuck for, for months and months here. Not something I volunteer for, folks. Uh, no thanks. You going to the Caribbean? Oh, yeah, well, okay. I'll volunteer for that ship. Mutiny on the Bounty, remember that? They made like three or four versions of that. But I'm not going to the Arctic. I live in the great northwest, northeast already, and we've had a very long and cold winter, and it's still cold. It's still getting into single digits at night in some places. Even in Boston and New York had snow. Snow on opening day in baseball in New York and Boston and Philadelphia. Well, the Red Sox are 8-1. and one. They came from behind the other night. The Bruins will be playing, I believe, the Toronto Maple Leafs in their first round. The Celtics, I'm not quite sure. It looks like, I think, Miami. And they're going to be, uh, you know, I'm a green teamer. I love my team, but realistically, it's going to be tough. To get past the first round, it's going to be really tough to get past the second. But, hey, it's going to be interesting. I'm going to watch them. I'm going to see what they can do. I want to see what Tatum and Brown and some of the young guys can do. Let's see what happens because we are definitely looking at uh, wait till next year kind of attitude with them. The Yankees, hmm, they're kind of struggling a little bit. I think they're 4-4 four and four or 4-5. Four and five. And that Stanton, some of the players they got aren't exactly. They've been booing him at Yankee Stadium. Always in New York, if you don't perform, they boo your ass off. I mean, they do it a lot of places, but they really let you have, especially Yankee Stadium. I mean, the Knicks have sucked for years. And I, don't know, I can't even remember the last time they made the playoffs. It has to be seven or eight years ago. And they haven't won a championship since, I think, 1973. Wow. I was like a freshman. Back when uh, Mr. Zen played for him there, Phil Jackson. I think he was sixth or seventh man. 
They had a good team. Watched a lot of a lot of shows about the Knicks from that era, even though I'm a Celtics fan, but I love all basketball. And I would love to watch about the eighty six Celtics. Uh, they had they had a dream team of their own. And I watched a show about uh Pistol Pete Maravich. Man, he was something. I was kinda young. I remember watching him. I was probably in the fifth and sixth grade and then when he went to LSU and broke all those records. And, uh, of course, he 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 played for Utah, and he played, um, you know, bounced around uh, for a few teams. He finally got to the Celtics, but when he hit the Celtics, and he could have played with Larry Bird and McHale and all them, he played, I think, I don't know, 10, 11, 12 games, and he, um, he quit. He retired. Would have liked to have seen him finish that year. But... Uh, then he was playing a pickup game and died, and they did an autopsy. I think he was 40 in 86 or 87, and they found out his heart was missing, uh, was a little too small. It was missing a ventricle. Now, I'm no surgeon or anything, but it was missing, you know, a key piece. And the experts said it was surprising he lived, you know, mostly they were surprised because he would live to be 40, 41. They his condition, he probably wouldn't have made it till 18 or 19. And here he was, you know, scoring 30, 40 points a game. You know, it seemed like he had endless energy. But, uh, well, that's our sports talk for the uh, Toxic Wise Ass Show. <laughs> um, there's a lot of sports talk to talk about this time of year. You ba you basically got every team going. And the, uh, the college just finished basketball, the March Madness. Now you're going to have the NBA playoffs. You're going to have the NHL playoffs. And there's no football to speak of, but they're talking about the draft and what players are going to be going where. So there's plenty of talk. And I'm not much of a golfer, but I guess Tiger's trying to make a comeback. Then there's talk of Conor McGregor. And he, got, he got thrown in jail. We're going to be talking to him later on in the show. I'm going to be interviewing him about what exactly happened when he got in some trouble there. And there's there's rumor that he wants to have uh, a cage fight with um, Floyd Mayweather. I was I can never say his name right. Mayweather. It's not Merriweather, like Malcolm Merriweather, <laughs> but it's uh, Mayweather, right? I believe. I've never really been a big fight fan or boxing or wrestling fan, but uh, I do follow it just to see what uh, what's going on. I follow all the sports. My dentist said the other day I should have my own just sports talk show because I do know, you know, I follow it. My cousin's really good at, my cousin Rob is really good at sports, sports trivia, sports knowledge. He coached and he uh, coached a long time in high school, won a gold ball, when I had an undefeated season, had some good years, some good players, and uh, seen a lot of hoops in my day and played a lot of hoops and still playing. I played tonight, as a matter of fact, with my peeps at the rec center. It's about 10 to 15 of us that play. We're all good buddies. There's a you know, variety of people there that play. I'll describe them someday and talk about them. But we have fun. We don't hurt each other. We don't get to, we compete and we have a good time. We get a good workout and we uh, try not to hurt each other. So that's the main, that's the most important part. Get a workout and not get hurt. Well, uh, CEO, Commander-in-Chief, Owner, Starter, Beginner, Founder, Billionaire, Zillionaire, Mark Zuckerberg. I like that name, Mark. I, I never knew a bad Mark. Well, maybe one or two. Maybe spelled with a C instead of a K.
But uh, he was being grilled in Congress today by politicians. Isn't that funny? Reminds me of the McCarthy era, you know, the communists, the Red Scare, being grilled by politicians. Shouldn't we grill the politicians? Because they don't do anything? And listen, anytime you put your name out there, and this happened, this has happened since paper has been formed. Anytime you, it used to be a mailing list. You got on a mailing list. They, they shared your information from a mailing list. Or when you went in shopping and you filled out a form. And credit cards, they share your information too. And the phone company shares your information. So don't get all hung up on it like you're so special. Now if they're stealing your credit card information and financial things, okay, that's different. But you have to expect that when you buy or go in or put your name into something, that is a good possibility they share your name on a list of possible clients, consumers, and customers. Well, they grilled him. He did a good job. He stayed calm. I mean, he's not on trial for murder or anything. He's not SS, SXS officer or anything. He's not a serial killer. Doesn't cheat on his taxes or anything. I mean, come on. I think they're just picking him out. And like I said, out of the 46 or 4,700 people on my French, I can only have 5,000, and I think the rest can only follow for now. But anyways, um, I haven't seen many people jumping off Facebook. I'm sorry. I just haven't. And I, nor do I think it's going to happen. I think it's going to be a little scared, and then everybody's going to get back to normal. And uh, normal is uh, when you put your name out there. I mean, you Google, uh, you know, a basketball shoes, and the next thing you know, you go on any site, and there's basketball shoes popping up, pooping up, yeah, pooping, they're pooping up, popping up from uh, eBay and Olympia, wherever, you know, Walmart. So that's just the way it is. I'm not that hung up on it. You know, I'm, I'm of the... Uh, mindset of uh, like they say I never want to belong to a club that would have me as a member I'm not that worried about them sharing my what I buy what I like I kind of like it as long as they're not stealing my information about anything else and using it for fraud now I've had a couple credit card scares where I've got a call from my capital one cards and uh, you know someone tried to steal that well that's totally different but uh Anyways, I think we all need to remain calm. And like I said, I don't think the uh, hubbub is that big about it. As far as I can see, everybody's staying right where they are. I haven't seen many people jump ship. One or two out of 45, 4,600, that's not exactly a mutiny. That does not make a mutiny. A mutiny that does not make. Hey, folks. I uh, had recently uh, one chance to ask Conor McGregor what happened, why he got thrown in jail, and what he's going to do. And uh, here's his response that he sent to me. Ah, uh, the pipes, the pipes are calling me. <laughs> well, I tell you what, I got kicked out of a bar for fighting. I'm going to kick everybody's arse. As far as what I'm going to do in the future, I don't really know. But I'm going to kick somebody's arse. That much, I can tell you. Well, thank you, Conor McGregor. 
still don't really know what happened, but we know he's pissed. He's going to kick somebody's ass. So everybody better watch out. That was Conor McGregor here on the Toxic Wise Ass Show telling us what he's going to do in the future. Hey, folks, on a serious note, uh, there's a very good show on PBS. Yes, I do watch PBS. Uh, I love history. I was a history and English teacher for over 20 years. And it's called, uh, I'd seen different parts of it before in different versions, but it's uh, called G.I. Jews, Jewish Americans in World War II. Brought to my attention by uh, Kyle Reiner, who is a famous actor, did a lot of TV shows, um, back in the 60s and 70s. His son was uh, Rob Reiner, who played Meathead on the show All in the Family. And Carl Reiner, I think, is 94? Not sure. 93 and 94. And he's an ex-serviceman, GI, served in the European theater, I believe. And it's about the, the Jews who fought in World War II and many of them who were captured and taken prisoners that were very, uh, were segregated and uh, mistreated, taken to concentration camps, not prisoner war camps, but concentration camps. And uh, most, many of them died, perished, got sick. And uh, of course, many of them served with uh, high distinction and honors. And it's just part of what we should not forget about our American heritage. And we, shall, we should never forget. And that's why they teach history. You have to know where you come from. I know a lot of people don't like history, but to know where you're going, you've got to kind of know where you've been and where your, your past has been and what formed you and what's going to form you. But uh, it's really good. And listen, this also little-known fact that some Jews actually served in the German army. And this is something that's not really talked about. Um, I think they did it to escape persecution. And it was, I don't, I'm not quite sure of the numbers, but there were some who served. Uh, not, I don't think in the SS, but probably the Wehrmacht, the regular army, or the Luftwaffe. That's a show they should do, too. But, of course, there was over a million SS soldiers, and very few of them were caught or, and put on trial. Of course, the whole thing with the Cold War with the Russians started rather quickly in 45, 46, 47, with the Berlin Wall going up. And the Cold War had started between us and Russia. So uh, the uh, task to go after a lot of these Nazi SOBs especially the SS, kind of got uh, put to the side. But it didn't get put to the side by the Israeli government, the Israeli na the nation of Israel, who went after uh, people like uh, Adolf Eichmann in South America. They went, caught him, brought him back, tried him, and hung him. And, uh, I mean, the Mossad, the secret agency of uh, Israel, still, to this day, is catching Nazi you know, SS, especially SS guards or soldiers uh, who committed or were parts of atrocities in concentration camps. I mean, most of these soldiers now are going to, of course, be in their late 80s and 90s, but they're still catching them, and they're bringing them to justice. And they, they really did in the 60s and 70s, uh, went after them really hard. 
not not just uh, not just the terrorists like the raid on Entebbe and the ones who in 1972 killed the Jewish athletes. They went after them too. And got I think they got most all of them. There's been a few movies about that, but uh, something worth watching. That's for sure. As a person myself who loves history, on PBS. I love that song by Stevie Wonder. I love Stevie Wonder. I remember uh, hearing that song, I think my junior year, and this girl, Carol, and I. Carol, how you doing out there? She knows who she is, Carol Ann. Broke my heart. It was literally like uh, picking those uh, daisies. She loves me, she loves me not. Well, the last one was a not. But anyways, she was gorgeous. Blonde hair, long blonde hair. I love long blonde hair on a woman, girl. And uh, blue eyes, great smile. And we had fun together, except uh, she didn't have fun. <laughs> I don't know what happened. You know, I'm 16 years old, 17. And uh, nervous and shy. <clears throat> kind of like Eddie Haskell. Remember I told you that in one of our first shows? Yeah, I was kind of like Eddie Haskell from Leave it to Beaver. Kind of obnoxious and weird. I don't know. Got a little better through college. My first couple years of college, I did some growing up in some good ways. And uh, physically and mentally, <clears throat> but still kept my sense of humor. I learned that uh, it's better to give a girl compliments than try to put a frog in her pants. Yeah, it works much better that way. But uh, I remember listening to that song, <clears throat> and I had hope. We can work it out. No, couldn't. But anyways, we both moved on, and we were friends later on, and we are Facebook friends. And she is very pretty and still looks very, very, very pretty today. And I won't give away her age, but uh, we were around the same age. So, But anyways, uh, speaking of Facebook, uh, a lot of news shows are talking about how uh, Zuckerberg, Mark Zuckerberg, was grilled. They even, got, they even couldn't pronounce his name right. And they were confused, like, well, if you don't pay dues to Facebook, how do you make uh, money? Well, we advertise. Oh, okay. Well, if you don't charge people, how do you make money? How do you keep it going? Oh, we advertise. God, I hate politicians. I really do. Uh, man. And you know, in school they always told us, oh, if you want to get into politics, you've got to be a classy, you've got to be smart, you've got to come from a good family, you've got to keep your grades up, you've got to stay out of trouble, you've got to be able to schmooze and talk and speak intelligently. <coughs> Wrong. You just have to be a fucking weasel, that's all. And I'm, listen, I'm not saying all politicians are bad. But uh, I'm not saying they're all good either. I mean, there are some good ones. We had a state uh, representative, John Martin, at UMFK, and he did uh, much, you're not supposed to say a lot, he did much to help the college and uh, all the colleges in northern Maine. There were four at the time I was going. Ricker, from my hometown here in Holton, Ricker College, which was a nice little college. Had a beautiful gymnasium. Um, Bruce Springsteen performed there, and the Mamas and the Papas and some other rock groups in the late 60s that were just coming up. And uh, 
you know, it was a, you know, 1,600 kids, students, and they, of course, they brought the faculty. I had some friends that their, their parents either were teachers or worked at uh, college somehow. Had a beautiful gymnasium, beautiful floor. It was like rubber. And uh, just a good atmosphere. It brought some, um, brought some dignity and it brought some class and culture to the town. You know, they had a nice library and they used to bring in speakers. I remember going, I didn't, I mean, when you're in school, you don't want to learn things by force, but I used to go to, you know, like slideshows of uh, World War II or Civil War or Africa or something like that. And I would go to those and I would hang out in the library and look at the books that they had that were, it was a beautiful library. Um, but Ricker closed down in 1980, very sadly to say. And then we had UMaine Prescott called UMPI. And we have Northern Maine Tech or Northern Maine Vocational Technical Institute. It's changed its name several times. Uh, they have trades, a uh, nice little campus, and they had a nice gym. And then you have UMFK, where I went to in Fort Kent, up in the St. John Valley, beautiful. Um, and so uh, John Martin did a much for uh, the colleges there to bring um, money and, um, uh, you know, whatever he could to the table for those colleges and uh, help them out. And I remember he went to all our basketball games. He was always up in the stands, always supporting anything to do with the school. Uh, win, lose, or draw, he was at those games when we won two conference championships. And then my senior year, when we didn't do so well, we finished 11 and 16. Lost a couple good players. Long story. I'll tell it someday. But we still had fun. We were like a band of brothers. But... Um, Yes, and uh, the colleges are, are UMPI and no one in the main tech and UMFK are all doing well. And sadly to say, like I said, uh, uh, Rucker College here from Holton. Yeah, you can look it up on Facebook. You can look it up, uh, the, the pictures of all the uh, the kids that went there and um, the campus itself and um, the dorms. I had some friends, a lot of friends went there. And they even had a little radio station, WREM. And so they had, uh, you know, a lot of kids learned DJ things, you know, learned how to be a DJ there at uh, Ricker College. Very sad. I was upset when it closed. I mean, I, like I said, I didn't go there, but I hung out there all the time as a kid. From like the sixth grade, you know, we'd go over to the gym, play basketball. And my, my friend Bobby Dinash, who now lives in Florida, his father was a Haitian. And uh, he was, of course, Haitian too, Bobby, but became an American citizen. And his, his dad taught uh, Spanish and English and French at the college. And Bobby was a great athlete, like six foot one, six foot two. Played all the sports and it made all conference in all of them. I was all talk. <laughs> and I guess I still am. But anyways, uh, always, um, you know, it's always good to see a college, you know, help a town out. And um, that was the case. It was, uh, they had a... They also had a, a cantina, you know, a, a place where you could go to get snacks, video games. My cousins and my friends and I would all go over there, get a burger, and get a lemonade or a Coke, go over, you know, popcorn, go peanuts and popcorn, whatever, you know, snacks, and then go over and play like uh, Pinball Wizard or some other video games. Just hang out at the tables. It was, it, was, it was fun. They had a very nice cafeteria, too. The lady that worked there, I remember her name, her first name was Sally. She, they made unreal dinners like lasagna and salads and spaghetti and 
just very good, very good. Very sad to see that go, even though I didn't go there, like I said. But it was kind of a part of me because uh, many of my friends they there went there <coughs> and graduated from there. A lot of teachers from my college, from my high school, went there and graduated. And um, of course, I like I say, we were there all the time, hanging out in the uh, commons and hanging out at the uh, gymnasium, yeah, beautiful gymnasium, which uh, the pipes froze in it and it had to be torn down, very sad to say. But uh, anyways, like I said before, I don't see the follow-up from the Facebook uh, selling or giving or talking about, uh, I even heard a radio DJ talk today um, listening to uh, one of the rock stations and the, the DJ goes, you know, I don't, I don't mind that they share my information. I mean, the service is free. You're not paying for it. I mean, look at cable. They charge you a hundred dollars a month, and then you're you're bombarded with uh, commercials. You have to pay and watch commercials. So what's the difference? And he even said, like I said, you know, sometimes you know, he doesn't mind things popping up that he's interested in. If they know I'm interested in, you know, eight millimeter or sixty millimeter movies or Lionel trains, it pops up. Yeah, I might be interested. It, at least it knows what I'm interested in, and I don't get ads that I don't want to see. So, like I said, I didn't see the fallout. I don't see it on my end. Uh, 4,600 friends that I have, I think maybe just a few left. So it wasn't the big exodus that uh, the commie news networks or some of those other fake news places are trying to make you believe. So it wasn't the disaster that they thought it was going to be. And Donald Trump is still threatening to use missiles to uh, quell the Syrian gas attacks, and the Russians have threatened to shoot the missiles down. My goodness, was Nostradamus right? Do you remember Michel Nostradamus, the French philosopher, doctor, and uh, soothsayer? Said that uh, predict, you know, predicted like World War II and Hitler. I think he got Hitler's name off by a letter. He said Hister was Hitler. Some believe and some do not, but it's eerily that he's got a lot of things correct. He predicted the United States and some say even the Twin Towers. And according to him, World War III will start by the Russians aligning themselves with the Muslim nation, which uh, could be like Syria to start off trouble. We'll have to see. But anyways, that's a scary and sad topic. We're, we're going to drop it here on the Toxic Wise Ass Show. And talk about some uh, happier and better things for sure. And speaking of better things, the Celtics, uh, their opponent is going to be the Milwaukee Bucks. And that I think starts Saturday or Sunday, uh, April 14th or 15th, not quite sure. And it's going to be tough. Uh, would have been tough even with Kyrie healthy. But it's really going to be tough. Everybody's going to need to step up and play well. And we'll have to see what happens. I mean, I'm going to watch it. I'm not going to be a bandwagon, wayward fan. I'm going to. I'm a green teamer. I'm going to watch them. It might be hard because they are not at full strength, missing your two absolute best players. And even Marcus Smart, who's a very good defensive player, usually comes off the bench. He will not play the first round. So they're going to have to win the first round for him to play the second, I do believe. And the Red Sox lost to the Yankees, and there was a brawl, a fight. As there should be, really. I mean, no one to get hurt, but it should be tension. You're not buddy-buddies. Everybody wants to see you hate each other. That's what you get paid $10 million a year to do. And the Red Sox go to 9-2 uh, and two because they lost 10-7. to seven. It was 8-1, one, 
And then I thought, oh, man, the Red Sox made a nice comeback. Got within a couple, but the Yankees scored some more. Uh, I believe Tanaka was pitching for the Yankees. He's a really good pitcher from Japan. So, well, you know, we only got 148 games to go. <laughs> it's a very long, long season, so nobody should get too too high or too low right this this time because uh, it's going to be, you know, I, I expect the Yankees will – they picked they they picked that Stanton. They traded for him, and he's struck out like 23 or four times out of 30. So he's not living up. The Judge kid, the six foot seven outfielder, um, he's the real deal. He's stepping up. He's he's gets a hit almost every time at bat. But the Stanton that they traded up for, I believe from Miami, um, someone said they see why they got rid of him. I don't know. He doesn't seem to be able to hit in the big. Uh, maybe when. You know, you're playing for Miami and you're, you know, 35 and 102. No one cares if you win or lose. It's no pressure to hit. But when you're playing in Yankee Stadium, man, and there's, you know, 35,000 people screaming at you to get a hit, you better produce. Especially you're, they're paying you like $10 million a year. So, but we'll have to see. I, I think the Yankees and Red Sox could be right, you know, neck and neck to win that division. And one of them will probably get the wild card. Many people think the Yankees will win the division and the Red Sox will get the wild card. So we'll have to see in the American League. And then uh, the Bruins won their game, opening game, with uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Eh? Holy, 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 we lost, eh? Yeah, they beat them 5-1 to one in the opening game. Many people thought this uh, every game was going to be tight, but this was kind of a blowout. The Bruins goalie, Tukarask, I think he saved 25 out of, 26 shots, something like that, ridiculous. And the game is in Boston. But hockey can be, you can dominate sometimes and lose. It's like soccer. But, uh, well, they did dominate and win tonight, the Bruins did. So they're looking pretty good. They are now 1-0 in their playoff. And not much to talk about for the Patriots nation, except, you know, everyone's wondering if, you know, how Brady's going to do next year. They lost a lot of players. Are they going to be able to restock? Is Gronk going to be, you know, coming back? Of course, you're going to have Julian Edelman coming back. You lost Amendola, who I was surprised didn't get hurt because, you know, before he played for the Patriots, he was, and even someone he did, he was always getting hurt. Thumb, his neck, his toe, his ass, you know, whatever. He was always hurt. But he's managed to, you know, play the last couple seasons. But maybe it's time for some changes and some new faces for the Patriots. And, uh, you know, they've, they've been to the Super Bowl eight times with Brady and won five. They've been ten times as a, as a team in history to the Super Bowl. That's pretty good if you win five out of ten. Look at Minnesota and Buffalo. Went though, several times and didn't win any. So we got to be happy. But it's going to be uh, interesting to see. But I'm not that interested because I, I want to enjoy the summer that's coming up. We're finally getting some decent weather here in the great northeast. And I want to give a shout-out to my friend Oliver Proust from Germany, from uh, from far away. We were buddies in Los Angeles, and I have to dedicate this show to him. He listens, and uh, I'm trying to get a worldwide audience and many people as I can. So I will start with that one person in Germany. And uh, the numbers on the show are pretty good. And I'm coming up on, um, well, several months, eight months of my anniversary here on the Toxic Wise Ass Show on Renegade Talk Radio. So we'll have to see, um, you know, what happens. But it's been fun, and I've been enjoying it, trying to come up with uh, the news information and funny gags and gigs to 
for you folks, people out there. And I watched a movie last night from HBO. It was called Giant. About Andre the Giant, or I'll crush you. And it was pretty interesting. And I, a lot of the I already knew. You know, he had uh, what was a technical term for, but it's most commonly referred to as gigantism, where your features get. I mean, he was like seven foot four, over 500 pounds. And uh, but he had a lot of aches. As strong as he was, and as big as he was, his back always hurt. His joints hurt. You know, the guy could drink like uh, a case of beer and a case of wine like in a few hours. And most say he did it because he was just in pain. But uh, he sure did put on a show, and uh, he was a very nice guy. He made some movies. And it was like a, a little over an hour long chronicle interview with people that knew him. They say he used to fart, uh, really big farts. I got to fart. <laughs> and, you know, it was like blow people out of a room. He did it on an elevator once, and guys were like trying to claw their way out. Or he'd do it in a car, and they'd have to roll down the windows and pull over. But uh, it was a pretty good. I'd seen a similar documentary about him before, about all wrestlers, but it was kind of focused on him. But he died uh, in France at 46 at a you know early age. And the pictures they showed of him just before he passed, he did not look good at all. He was very, like, uh, off-colored. You know, he'd be, like, uh, you know, black under the eyes, pale, uh, very, very, very... Uh, you know, just emaciated look about him. He didn't look well at all, and he died in his sleep at age 46, and I believe 1993. But, uh, you know, wrestling is... I do hope that most people realize that wrestling is not real. I mean, they they choreograph those things like a theater, you know, play, operation, and, you know. So, uh, but I think most people get it, that it's not real. Now, MMA and that, uh, you know, ultimate fighting, that is real. Guys get their, you know, teeth knocked out and blood all over the place. That is real. I, I, can't, I don't like the WWE. Um, the, I mean, that's uh, not my cup of tea, but if it's yours, that's fine, like one man's fruit. But anyway, uh, it was a good, it's a good watch if you have a chance to see it. It's called Giant, about Andre the Giant. Make sure you watch it, I crush you. Okay, we'll watch it, Andre. And a quick uh, sports update. The uh, Red Sox do defeat the Yankees 63 in their final game. So the Red Sox go to 10 and 2. I believe the Red I believe the Yankees are 6 and 6, I'm not sure. But uh they bounce back after that rough night last uh previous night. And uh it had a rain delay, but they uh came back and got it going and uh win. So they take two out of three from the Yankees. It's going to be an interesting year. It's going to be Yankees and Red Sox right up there at the top if you're a sports fan. I like my sports, folks. I do, and I think probably uh, you do too to some degree. But we also like uh, comedy. We like movies. We like TV. I, I'm not, you know, I, I, these people that eat quiche and uh, they're, they're supposed to be uh, highly intelligent and uh, intelligentsia. Oh, I don't watch TV. I don't watch shows. I don't. Yeah, well, you st stick your nose in a book then. I mean, I do like my books. I like biographies mostly about history and people <coughs> and uh, sci-fi and horror. But I'd much rather watch a movie. And I was an English teacher. And uh, sometimes you like to watch the movie, read the book, read the book, and watch the movie. 
compare and contrast, whatever. But uh, I'm sorry, I'm I'm gonna be like Beavis and Butthead. I like my TV. Uh, right? Yeah, that's right. We like our TV. So shut up. You'll tell him, Beavis. So um, you know, I don't care what anybody says. I like my TV. I like my movies. And it's quite apparent that most people do like movies because the movies are, you know, generally very busy. I mean, there's some bombs out there. There are a lot of bad movies, but there's some good ones too. Mostly, you know, a lot of good ones. Been some good ones coming out the past uh, couple of years. So, on all different subjects, horror. I mean, you have Stephen Kling, King, Stephen Kling's, Stephen Kling, Stephen King's It, and then you have the Star Wars, and you have. You know, the, all the superhero movies and things and the horror movies, so... And the comedies and romance, you know, it's great. I love it. So, I'm going to keep watching. <coughs> oh, yeah, and I love my music, too. Yeah. You know, I was looking on Facebook and some of my college buddies uh, were putting up the top ten of their favorite songs of all time. I said, well, put up the, you know, we all went to college together. Put up the, the UMFK, you know, our, our alma mater. Put up that top ten albums. Probably would be like, uh, you know, Foghat, Boston, and LTD, Casey and the Sunshine Band. But uh, I do love my, yeah, I love my music, too. I love to get down and dance. Am I, uh, am I Danny Terrio or John Travolta? Don't touch my hair. No, I... I'm not going to win any dance contest, folks, like John Travolta and those folks. But I do, uh, do like, you know, big guys, we have to dance slowly. I'm about 6'2 and a half, 6'3, you know, 225, 235, something like that, trying to lose weight. But anyways, big guys, if you dance too crazy looking, you're going to look like, like Dancing Bear. <laughs> Remember from Captain Kangaroo, hopping around like you're on crack? That's why little guys have an advantage dancing. Because they can just, like, move all around, and it doesn't look... But big guys, you look like a tree dancing, you know? But anyways, uh, thanks for tuning in here on the uh, Toxic Wise Ass Show on Renegade Talk Radio from Las Vegas, Nevada. Listen to all our shows. We have a lot of good ones. Every topic in the world, from sex to guns to rock and roll, politics, odd news, good news, bad news, sports news. Oh, great. We have everything. Men, women, hosts, everything. Two of a kind, one. You know, we got it all here on Renegade Talk Radio. So uh, thanks for listening here, and uh, this is Mark Chaplin with you. Thanks for listening, and please tune in again here on the Toxic Wise Ash Show, where we try to make you laugh. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs>